Hello, Mountaineer Nation. There was one word and only one word to describe Monday night's win as Kariti coined it perfectly, grit. The Mountaineers found a way to get it done against the Cyclones in the Hilton Coliseum. All the magic was taken out of Iowa State Monday night and a big one for us to get that might have got us dancing. Still feel a lot better if we get another one in our back pocket against Kansas State or in Kansas City. But the win Monday was huge. CJ joined me and we talked all about the road trip, the game in the fog, and then the big win Monday night against the Cyclones. It was nothing but grit. We also have a grit draft on the back end of the program. Mike Sussman and Mark Basham joined us. We had this one in our back pocket for a while. We're glad to use it now. The grittiest Mountaineers of all time. Hope you guys enjoy it. A little draft there for you. So you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab that coffee, fill it out. It's in the evening, grab the drink and come on back because we're talking all things Mountaineer basketball and there's only one word to describe it. Grit. Let's go. Nothing earth-shattering other than Hugs has never ran those out-of-bounds plays, the football style, until tonight. DJ, man, oh, man. What a W. We're the only two that were able to find a way to stay up for it, I guess. <laughs> well, I, Two I hours. Say, 33 yeah, minutes. That the average only for the baseball game right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we not that but, uh, well, I had said the group text that it was like 10 minutes to go. This game had a feeling of a game that was going to end around midnight. That was pretty close. Hugs went off the radio at what, 11, 45? Yeah, something like that. What do you mean? Oh, no. We're like 11, 55. I mean, we're not that far removed. Um, man, unbelievable. That game tonight, as Creedy said, as we all talked about, defined the rip, man. Absolutely defined. West Virginia basketball. That was kind of a program win. Yeah, I think it, yeah, grit, and then it's it's a game that tested tested depth too. Um, oh, that's hundred percent. I think that's you know, I mean, all but what two was so guys. Gritty about played, it, you know? Yeah, I mean, all but two guys played double digit minutes. You know, um, Harris was you know in there for two minutes, and then you know, obviously Quanco gets hurt, so he only is in there for a minute. Uh, with an already kind of thin bench as it was, um, you know, and give him and Matthews a ton of credit. I mean, that guy, I don't know if he ever actually came off the floor. I mean, he had to have only played 35 minutes, but, man, it felt like he was on the floor all night. Still had the elevation at the end for those block shots. I mean, unbelievable. We're, we're, I've never seen that in Matthews before. Yeah, I hadn't either. He got the hair and, growing back out, and he's got uh, some CJ, you make a point. The hair. <laughs> The hair, you know, I mean, and we've and we've said this before, and I'll, we've we've wondered at times, Mia Matthews, you know, Milk Carton Matthews, but man, far from it. And hey, this is the time when you want to see it. I mean, yeah, well, it's really it's, the last. It's, we're about month. to be in March, man. Yeah, about about last last month or so, you've really kind of seen him come yeah. on, um, and I think it really, really actually started with Iowa State, really in our building. And that's um, when Mike asked him about the buckets, you know, and starting to see a little more offense and the other parts of it didn't work out on the road, but Emmett has been consistent. I mean, those dunks tonight had about about three or four dunks. I mean, the one from the crucial pass from Tucson and then the two early in the game. Yeah. Yeah. That was a beautiful back cut. And you you know, you had said it 
you know, in relation to Iowa State on that curl textbook, that 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 cut to the rim was textbook. I mean, you're that you're taught that early on, and yeah, you know, he hits the hole, gets a big dunk there, and kind of really kind of keeps momentum swung our way uh, in the second half. That felt like was that they got every single bounce on the rim. Oh man, I mean, the ball was touching every part of it, and still find a way to roll in. Well, I mean, their big guy had a line drive that hits the front of the rim. Any other gym, any other night, that thing comes back at him, and tonight it goes up and in. Like, it's just unreal. You know, Robert Jones there for a minute was like the star of the show there at Hilton, uh, making two free throws or giving him kind of the, the Bronx cheer, but not really. I don't know how you would describe that. Like, they're like, yeah, you finally made two. You're a 40% free throw shooter. You're pumped. <laughs> um and then, like, we had the whole ordeal with his contact lens. And then he goes out and misses both. We proceed to end up making, you know, two two free throws and then up making a big three. I mean, that was huge for us. I think that was a big momentum swing in the game, quite frankly. Kind of the basketball gods are like, no, 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 no. We're not going to let this this go un- unpunished. And we kept grinding. Yeah, I mean, you know, you keep grinding. Um, guys playing that are that are banged up. I mean, everybody's banged up this time of the year. But yeah, I know we've talked about you know Stevenson, kind of some of the nagging stuff he's got going on just because the way he plays. Keedy every night. Yeah, and then Keedy every night, and then it looks you know he falls on that hip again. It looks you know like man, and you know it was kind of hard to tell in the telecast, but I mean you could definitely tell that he was he was gutting it out. He was limping up and down the floor, but he was not he was not coming out of that game. Oh, absolutely not. It made some big shots. CJ, I just it's it's hard. I mean, the only word you can think of is just grit. I mean, I you just keep saying it, you know. It's that was West Virginia basketball tonight. Yeah, and that's kind of what we've gotten accustomed to seeing. And I think I don't know if maybe the light bulbs come on for this team or or defensively. What, yeah, defensively. Uh, but what you have seen really over the last you know month or so, you know you saw it Saturday at Kansas, and then again tonight, you know when they're locked in on that side of the floor, man, they they're they're tough. They are, and when you make shots like we've made some shots here of late, things can can really start rolling our way. I mean, you think about you know some of the contributions we got off the bench and the great bench scoring we got tonight. Seth Wilson makes a big three at a crucial time. You know, and we kept we kept it within an arm's length, CJ, the entire game. You know, even in their runs, we seemed to always be within four points when you came to a TV timeout. And we were within four coming out of that last one, 64-60, and came out, got the foul, made both free throws. Then Keedy got to the line, missed one, you know, and then finally we, we were able to get to the line, make both with Emmett. And it was just like we just kept getting – ourselves in good positions offensively with that smaller lineup. I think we got to utilize that more often. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I think you can get away with it at times. Iowa um, state as well. They're a smaller team. That's a good point. I think well, you're, you're and, right about and, that. And, and they've got a, you know, a big guy who's probably not as skilled or not as comfortable dumping it down into him. Um, you know, you've got some teams I think in this league, um, that probably could really expose that lineup just because I think their bigs are more skilled than what Iowa State has. Um, but I do think it's a lineup at times that can create a little bit of disruption um, if you have to go to it. 
of course, the big thing is going to be, you know, Wagi, how long is he out? How bad's that foot? And then also James as well at this point now. Yeah. And you got to wonder what his ankle's like, you know, and then that's that you're really almost forced to go to it after Mitchell gets the the flagrant two in the ejection. I mean, you didn't really have a choice. Well, and then, I mean, Bell gets the fourth foul on kind of a running out of bounds attempt. Yeah. To get that rebound. You know, that hurt a little bit. and I'm going to say this as a guy who's officiated some games, obviously never at, at terrible crew. Level. Level. <laughs> Here's my thing is, is, and this is the way I was always taught and, and guys in the canal Southern Valley league there in West Virginia were taught, you know, loose balls, guys have, you know, two guys have a right to it. You know, it might look bad. It might look like a train wreck, but a lot of times, 98% of the time, there's nothing there. You got to let it go. Um, those are two guys trying to go after a ball. You you got to let that go. That that's a that's a play on who touched it last and you know, put it back in play. And, and this crew I mean, at night tonight was is it the was, cylinder now? Is that why they call it? I think that's what it is, right? Like all this player invaded this player cylinder when he was going for the ball. Well, here's here's my only issue with the player cylinder is is the way that they have it in the rule book is is that's only constituted to an offensive player who's the offensive player there. Nobody has possession of the ball. And here's the other issue I have with that cylinder rule. If, and Huggins has railed on this too, and he's right is if the defender has to respect that cylinder, then the offensive guy has to respect it too. You know, and tonight was the first night all year. I've seen that hook from a guard called on what was really not that big of a hook by Tucson. I mean, heck Baylor does it 30 times a day and I've never, never seen it called and then the night they called it randomly it was if you're gonna have that okay the defense can't be on a guy's cylinder which i don't agree with i think that's crap because basically what you're telling defenders now is you can't step up on a guy then the offensive guy has to respect that cylinder too yeah i mean i hate that rule completely all the way around like I grew up in an era where if you stuck your nose in, you took an elbow and you moved on. Like, I mean, if you're going to be up in a guy's grill. fouls tonight, CJ. 45 yeah, fouls. Now, granted, I mean. I it's think less it's than what of, it was in Morgantown. Uh, yeah, which is <laughs> not by much. Incredible, actually, that it could be. I mean, what the number of free throws tonight. I know we outshot them at the line. And I think we actually made more than they attempted as well. Yeah, we the were second time this year against Iowa State. Yeah, we were nineteen of twenty three. They were thirteen of eighteen. It's crucial, you know. And also, too, I think Iowa State was really shooting the ball well there, coming out of the locker room in the second half, and they cooled off. They're not a good offensive team. They didn't make shots down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, they, well, and and here's the thing, and. You look at the way this Iowa State team is built. I mean, Kelcher, he he can shoot the ball. I mean, you know, he gets on a tear. He can really hurt you. Yeah, he made a few tonight. You're like, whoa. How? You know, you got a guard in Holmes who literally you don't have to guard anywhere past 18 feet. I know he hit a couple uh, of threes yeah. down yeah, the he... stretch, but, I mean, you're going to live with those. Here's the one thing I don't understand. You've got a point guard in in Lipsy that literally the book is out at this point. You dare him to shoot the basketball. Now, if that kid can get a jump shot, you know, he could be really dangerous. But you're right. They're offensively, they don't really scare you a ton. Because they did not shoot us, though, CJ, from both the three point line and, you know, the two point goals, just normal field goals, I guess, all shots. Um, they were at 46.2. We were at 44. 22 of 50 of their 24 of 52. 
Yeah, and, um, and some of those I think they we did make one more three though as well. Yeah, and that the field goal percentage I think is 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 a little kind a little of misleading too, because yeah. they hit some shots that were like, eh, like I mean that one like right there towards the end where they got it back to to three. I said in the group text, I don't think he could hit that again if he wanted to. He came down the very next possession and tried to put the same shot up and missed the brim by four feet. So yeah. sometimes you get a, you get some ones that lucky go in. They had a couple that bounced all over the rim and found a way in. You know, sometimes you just you have good defense and the ball finds a way in. So, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I think Hugs is I, – I think if you're going to say, hey, you know, we're going to limit a team – to shooting 46% from the floor and we're only going to give up 69 points. I think you'll take that as a head coach. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and they missed the shots at the right times for us. Um, huge. In terms of the tournament profile as well, getting a sweep over Iowa state, a big road win, a quad one road win. Finally. Uh, I mean, big time. For the Mountaineers, I mean, now having six wins in the league, and granted, you're still six and eleven. That's nothing to necessarily write home about. But that's six wins. Essentially, you've won six uh, second round basketball games yeah. this year. Yeah, and that's and what it is. Yeah, and and right after you know Lenardi did his update, right after, and we went from you know being what the last four into the first four, the last four buys. So. You yeah. know, fir- firmly in the field as far as, as he is concerned. You know, and they said something interesting on the telecast tonight, too. Last year, I mean, Iowa State got in with seven conference wins. So, it's it's not like the committee is going to really go, well, they only won six in the league. Because I think you're going to look at it and go, okay, well, they won six in the toughest league. They had the hardest schedule in the country. That's yeah, a, you know I, that, and, and and I think too, and I this, and I'll give the I think committee, this league this year is what it what, what it comes down to. Yeah, and and I'll give the basketball committee some love here, and I think they do a better job of it sometimes than the CPF committee does. Is is they'll look at the eye <laughs> test too and go, oh, that yeah. that looks like an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, they've had some bad luck, they've had some bad bounces, but you look at them play, you see the way they play. That you know for a team on the bubble, if you can pass that eye test, that's a huge ordeal. And this team does, you know, and, and also I think CJ, I think it's important to mention this. And I think the eye test is a hundred percent, a hundred percent the case with us this year. But the reality of it is, I mean, this team was own five in the league and we're now six and 11. I mean, we've come back and we've become a little bit, at least more respectable at that point in time, you know? Yeah, I think it's respectable. And I think, too, and, and sometimes it kind of gets glossed over and because a lot of people don't like to talk about it. But, I mean, there are some quality losses. I mean, you, you went through the fog and lost by two, had the ball with a chance to, to send that thing to overtime or win it. In terms of the basketball people, when, when basketball people were watching that game, and I hope they were Saturday, 4 o'clock, you know, on the mothership, Imagine it was on a lot of Buffalo Wild Wings. As I see their commercial here, people were watching that basketball game, and we played toe to toe with Kansas. And as Bill Self said, this is a tournament quality team. I think people saw that, and now this win here on the road, I think, solidifies that. I think we're going to get Saturday anyway, CJ. Little, yeah, yeah, I do too. I mean, look ahead, but you know, yeah, I, but it's not I, a guarantee I, by any means. I mean, you no. got to go play. 
No, I, I, I'm with you because I were what probably a really bad eight minute stretch there at Kansas State from looking at a t- opportunity to sweep them. So, I mean, shoot, I think even if you want to get it down to even simpler terms, when Stevenson gets called for the technical early in the second half when you're up 11, and then somehow you're up seven, and then somehow you're only up like five, boom, real quick after you built that first half lead. They're in the Octagon of Doom. This time they won't be in the Octagon of Doom. It'll be in a Coliseum with 14,000 of, uh, you know, their favorite and closest friends, and they won't be wearing purple. So I think that'll be a big advantage for us on Saturday, obviously. It always oh, is. Oh, yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the Coliseum I mean, is is a special place in and of its own. You know, with it being senior nights, there'll be extra, extra motivation there in there and like i said yeah there's some things about this kansas state team to like but i mean if you look at the way that you know huggins has this team playing right now i mean you got to feel really good kind of about where he's got them right now i feel like Um, we have a real good chance on saturday yeah kansas state coming in you really do you feel like hey yep let's go let's line it up at two o'clock and let's play basketball and see what happens yeah see if we get a little revenge on them yeah, because I mean, like you said, you said you know start no and five. I mean, this thing could have gotten ugly in a hurry. They could have folded the tents, and instead they they bowed up and and fought themselves way back right back into it. And and have continued to kind of fight their way, you know, into that position. And, and I think it's it's important to kind of uh, kind of realize that I think and and appreciate that to some extent with this team this year. Um, CJ, I mean, let's let's also say this, and I think it's pretty important, you know, especially coming in, uh, into the night and the way we played. I mean, we have to realize what happened Saturday as well. And kind of uh, – do you take anything away from Saturday in terms of like, man, this the ceiling of this team? Or was another like – and we were going to have this conversation before, you know, about how – seemed like the season's always been a what if. Well, tonight we didn't have that what if, which was nice. But, like, you think back to Kansas, it's like, man, that was – it's been that way the whole season. We finally may be turning that corner. Yeah, I think Kansas gave you, gave you a lot of hope about this team because I think it showed their ceiling is that they can play and beat anybody. Um, you know, that that's a really, really good Kansas team um, who's really kind of hit their stride. Um yeah, you kind of get a little bit of advantage of the fact that in the fog too. I yeah, mean, and, and and you caught a little. I think a little bit of a break. You know, that Grady Dick didn't play quite as well. I think maybe he's a freshman. I think he's hitting a little bit of that wall. You can kind of see it a little bit. Still made know. a couple big shots in a couple <clears throat> yeah, questionable uh, situations too. If we really want to be honest about it. Yeah, you know, and 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 you kept Jalen Wilson from you know lighting you up because he's got the ability to do that, and he's done that to us in the past. Um, you know, and it's just one of those things where it just it kind of happens. You know, Juwan Harris, who you know, isn't a guy on I think on the scouting report. You go, all right, you got to kind of keep him contained. He's going to absolutely kill you. But you know, he hit some big shots, came up with some some big steals didn't really turn the ball over. Um, he's a winning player though. That's for yeah. Sure. You know, he he's been around the block. He understands a, a lot of what they're trying to do there. there at Kansas. I, I think that gave you a lot of hope. Yeah. It's a loss and it's another one at the fog and you're going, God, are we ever going to get one there? But 
you you saw a lot of a lot of good things out of that game. Yeah, and, and, and the fact that we you... played that well with, quite frankly, I mean, with, with once again kind of a thin front line because that was you know Wagi's first game. Out, first game, yeah, yeah. You know, to to go in there, especially after the clinic they put on us in Morgantown, you know, I think that that says a lot about you know the the mindset and the mentality of this team. CJ, I want to tell you this, man. I, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. And the way they responded tonight after the loss of the fog, I think is another kind of crucial aspect of, of kind of how you got to view this team. Like, man, they could have they could have folded the tent again, but it's almost like, nah, nah, we we've got something bigger in store. And I think we kind of maybe have proved that if we get into the dance, we are dangerous. And I think we're we're gonna be in now. Now I think it's an opportunity to kind of improve your possibility of seed. But, you know, quite honestly, if, if as long as you stay out of that 8-9 territory, that's kind of what I would like to avoid, quite frankly. So if you're anywhere in the 7-10, 6-11s, that's okay. But let's just get in, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you. I think the, the big thing now is just, you know, obviously, you know, solidify yourself as in the field that way you're not going to, to Kansas city with some work to do. Um, you know, cause there is, you know, I think still kind of an outside shot. You can end up seeing that Iowa state team in the, in your first game there in Kansas city. Um, oh man, CJ, I gotta be honest. I'm hoping for Texas tech. Yeah. Cause we, we owe them a little bit, yeah. but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think at this point, cause you're, you're going to be the, the eight seed, in the big 12 tournament, um, you know, but take care of business Saturday, put yourself squarely in that way you're, you're not going, all right, well, we got to go to Kansas city and get one, maybe two. And, and they took a good step that way tonight. Now you just gotta, gotta handle it on senior night and, and really just take it completely out of, out of, out of the hands of going, well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, absolutely. Too. And see, there's a chance if you win on Saturday, um, Oklahoma state loses, Maybe he can still get in as well, because uh, I don't know who holds the tiebreaker there. Um, yeah, they, we both be seven and eleven, and we split with them. So, yeah, then it would get. See, that's when it gets a little funky in the tiebreakers because <clears throat> the second one is going to be record against the top team in the conference, um, which more than likely is going to be Kansas, both zero and two there. Then it goes to uh, road conference wins. Ooh, well, we just got one. Yeah, which I think Oklahoma <laughs> State would still hold the advantage there. Okay, well, all right then. I mean, either way, you, you got to play. Quite honestly, CJ, I kind of want to avoid Oklahoma for us this time because we finally kind of got that win over them, and we beat them by so much. It would just feel like eh, let's let's not have to play the Sooners. Uh, yeah, and that's always been the one matchup in basketball that's always kind of been like, God, you just really want to try to avoid them at all costs. Yeah, like basketball gods helped us out that one year with Buddy Heald's shot not not being good, you know. By like a fingernail. Yeah, we we beat him a couple other times there. Like, I don't want to tempt fate there. Let's let's, let's stay away from an Oklahoma matchup if we could. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I mean, just total grit tonight, CJ. I want to really quickly just get back to tonight's game, kind of our final thoughts on it. And then um, you guys are going to get a little treat here. Recorded this a long time ago, but tonight's the perfect night to throw it in. Grit draft of all-time Mountaineers. 
But I do want to real quickly before we get out of here, CJ, pick up pick up a team, <laughs> our our couple guys off tonight on who was the grittiest uh, from this Mountaineer squad. I mean, if you think about it, I think you got to go first picks probably to Sot, correct? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, because Joe played played really really well. Um, yeah, there were a couple of times late where he got the switch he wanted, and he he didn't force the tough shot instead made kind of the smart play. Um, you know, but then Keedy was also banged up. So you got yeah, I mean, him and Matthews. And still, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Emmett was getting iced down there on those final timeouts. I mean, yeah, it, it was grit pretty much up and down the roster. Um, you know, and, and you get a guy, you know, for me, like, you know, Pat Simnick, who's, who's played sparsely in, times over the year i mean you know he came in gave you 10 big minutes um hey kobe tonight with, with the and one oh, yeah and the three big rebounds two tucson was seven boards by the way i mean that's it's big time stuff that's i mean you think about the foul that he drew i mean when he drew that foul there coming out of the timeout when it was like oh my how did he decide this was going to be what he did um, kind of got bailed out in certain respects, but they said on the telecast and one of the few times of the night, you kind of really wanted to agree with them because they did, like you said, turn it into the cyclone uh, network. Um, was the fact that Tucson's yeah. a senior, Lipsy's a freshman, and that's why that play happened the way it did? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you talk about the, the, the Kobe Johnson play. That was just under eight minutes, gets the drive, gets the foul on Gabe Coucher, you know, comes down. Got us back to four. I mean, that was, yeah, huge. knocks the free throw, cuts it down to four, you know, and then, you know, right there late, you know, Tucson kind of gets in a little bit of a trouble, but that pump fake gets him out. You get a freshman up and, you know, they, they called it an NBA foul, which is, you know, I mean, that's exactly what it is. That's a, that, that, that's exactly how you do it. And, you know, and, and the important thing is that then he steps up and knocks down the free throws. I mean, goes eight for eight from the line tonight. Um, just, just huge. CJ, if I had told you before the game, Trey Mitchell, goose egg on the scoreboard, we win the basketball game. Crazy, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'd quite believe that, especially how well he's kind of played over the last, you know, two or three weeks. Um, not always reflected, you know, kind of sometimes in, in the stat line. Um, but, no, if you'd have told me he got goose eggs and we – goose egg and we still won, I – I don't know if I'd have taken that bet. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the juice would have been high there, my friend. Juice would have been high. Yeah. Without question. Um, man, I mean, in, in the way Emmett played tonight, too, I mean, that's just as gritty as can be, but man, making shots. And, and if we can do that here Saturday against K-State and in the Big 12 tournament, I mean, I think this, this addition to this team – could be scary, kind of like Iowa State last year, who you know sneaks into the tournament, makes a Sweet Sixteen. Remember Miami last year, kind of comes out of nowhere. March is not the way it used to be, and we're progressing at the right time. Who knows? Could be interesting. Yeah, sometimes it's about kind of when you hit your get hit healthy your too. That's key. And, yeah, and you, you get, get healthy. healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, got to get guys guys healthy, um, especially Wagi. I mean. You know, he's not a big offensive guy, but he gives you depth on that, that front line and uh, he can rebound and he's and he's tough. So but also, yeah, I'm glad definitely to have 
have the time off until Saturday for us. I mean, you know, I think Hugs said, you know, probably going to have off Tuesday, maybe get some light shots up Wednesday. So they're going to have some time off here to kind of rest, and hopefully that will help out. Uh, because, man, we, we are going to need some interior play against K-State. If you remember, I mean, the way the way Tomlin played down low and the way they kind of utilized Newell getting it into Tomlin and also the way Keontae um, – or Cavante, George, man, it's, it's it's unfair the Big 12 did that to, to us this year, CJ. Yeah, I know, it really right? is. And they're both really good players. Keontae Johnson, excuse me, not um, not 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 Cavante, George. See, now, now I'm even messing up. Like, it's just a tongue twister, man. It's it's not fair. Oh, yeah, there, there, um, there, there's, there's, there's some funky ones here in the Big 12. And, and they're very good. Both of them are excellent players. And the story that, you know, Keontae Johnson has is incredible. Uh, and where he's come from, but man, you know, hopefully we're able to to make them, you know, work for everything they have and big crowd and attendance and wills the Mountaineers that seventh win, which I think then would CJ put us into a position where we don't have to worry about. Yeah, yeah, I, I think if you take care of business, winning Kansas City, yeah, yeah, if you yeah if you take care of business Saturday, I, I think you're you're squarely in without a whole lot of fear. And, and you know what would be nice about that, too, is then, then you just go to Kansas City and play loose. Who knows? Maybe you win a couple games. Maybe you get a, you know, a big, big win over, say, a Texas, a Kansas, I mean, a Baylor, you know, in that in that second, in that semifinal Thursday, or maybe quarterfinal, whatever, but the Thursday games that are going to be tricky. Then you get a chance to play Friday, and, hey, you know, who knows? I mean, what, wouldn't that be a crazy thing this year? If the team played well enough to to win a lot of games here in a row, heading into the dance, I mean, crazier things have happened in March. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and, and crazier things have happened in the Big Twelve tie in the Big Twelve tournament too. I mean, we've you've we've we've witnessed it. I mean, we are optimistic tonight too, though. I mean, we just did get a big win. That's for sure. But I mean, yeah, there there is some optimism. <laughs> You know, and I, I definitely coming off a win, but I mean, like, but you, you said, also have to be optimistic against the Kansas game and the way we played there. So, like, you know, you can hang with them if you hung with them in the fog, you can hang with them at, in Kansas City. Oh, yeah, neutral absolutely. floor, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, March is March is the time where everything gets a little squirrely. So, and and being able to win tonight without Stevenson on the floor at the end as well. Having Toussaint kind of take that leadership role—that's nice, because now you know he can he can kind of put the team on his back and get a win for you. Stevenson can do it. Emmett at times helped tonight like that. That's crucial for March too. That we've got guys that are stepping up to help us win some of these bigger games that we're trying to win—the Oklahoma State game and now this one. Man, one more CJ, and I, I feel great about it, man. I like. I, I I think everyone kind of feels like we're good anyway, but man. I think one more would make it almost impossible to to get us out of this thing. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Granted, the bubble is soft, very, very soft. Yeah, it is, and you know you'll you'll see some some changes and ebbs and flows in it, you know, especially as we get to Saturday. Um, oh yeah, but in like, the conference tournaments for sure, you know, you know, but like you said, it is. I I, I think this is kind of a a softer bubble than, than what we've really seen over like really probably the last couple of years. So, um, you know, that, 
I think and it helps this team too. But you know, you go like like we said, you go take care of business Saturday. It doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely, CJ. And, and you know, the bubble might be soft, but the grit this Mountaineers team showing, the toughness, that's what's going to resonate through. Hey, CJ, man, the way that trip went, gritty bunch of Mountaineers, the grit draft coming up. A couple of those guys might have taken charges like we saw Saturday. What seven up? Pretty wild. This team's starting to kind of develop some of that uh, fight and chemistry that we've seen out of the great Mountaineer teams of the past. It was a program win tonight, and man, we couldn't be happier. Hope you guys enjoy the grit draft. Till next time, y'all. Take it easy. Let's go, Mountaineers. Let's go drink some beers. Now enjoy the grit draft. Hey, 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 Mike. Let me ask you this real quick. Give me your best hugs from the weekend. You gotta love the game. If you don't, you don't. If you don't love the game, it's not gonna be very good to you. How do you miss? It's like, it's like your girlfriend. No. How do you, how do you miss a one footer? Now. Yeah, Mike. You got rotations. We gotta make rotations. Are we making rotations right now? We didn't make rotations. Okay. Did we say we were going to make rotations? We're going to fix it. <laughs> we give we up. Better. We give up straight line drives. We give up way too many straight line drives. We miss free throws. Even though it's supposed to make a hundred, which obviously they cheated. Obviously, we. Talking about a team right now, we talked about grit, right? Want to finish this up? We're gonna start doing this every week here, fellas. L- little little draft here. The grittiest Mountaineers of all time. We're not talking about they've got to be the best team. Although I think when we put this team together, it would be one of the. It would be a phenomenal squad. Grittiest Mountaineers, Mike. I feel like you've gotten. Not as much time to talk tonight. And I want your first pick to be hugs, making the pick if you can. And then we'll rotisserie about CJ, Mark, and I'll, or uh, Mark second, CJ third, and then I'll go fourth. Who you got number one there? And, and, and I want a little analysis after the fact here, guys. Okay. I'm going to go with my guy, Cam Thurman. <laughs> he's, he's my he's, beer pong partner. He sets screens, <laughs> he misses free throws. Plays hard. He's got something to prove. I love Cam Thurman. Um, he he was he's the glueiest glue guy of all time. Um, just tough, tough guy. Hard, hard nosed player. Uh, not necessarily who you want with a breakaway layup in MSG, but uh, <laughs> j- j- just a guy that that did everything great other than score. Yep, and, even though he's brought in as a shooter by Beeline, which is one of the wildest things ever. And, and he's somebody that I would love to interview as well. Maybe we can make it happen. Hint, make it happen. Hint, <laughs> oh, I, I can easily make that happen. So, the so Mark, who's, who's, who's your pick now? Fascinating. And, and, and I'm going to say this real quick. Thurman. Uh, on that Sweet 16 team that hugs his first year, you just loved him. Like you said, Mike, you never wanted him to make a shot. You never wanted him to be the guy who had to score. 
I think he scored six in one game one time, and I think the student section just lost. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you remember know, when he, man, uh, he awesome. beat the ball Love off him. of the player? I think it was against Georgetown. <laughs> and oh yeah, in the did uh, he do something against Duke too? Pretty wild, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he got a fight with Plumley. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh man, good times with we Cam were Thurman. we. Were... Having a good time on that Mike, one. That is an excellent pick. I feel like, quite frankly, you couldn't have done better with the first pick. Well done, sir. Yeah, I probably took somebody's. You did. You took mine. So who's your, who's your Mark? You got to be you got to be ready. It's the draft board, buddy. Who's, who's your second pick? Whew. I'm going Sags Kanate. Uh, let me go ahead and say first of all. That is the worst pick of the draft. With the two, with the second pick in the draft, you pick Sags Kanate and his soft ass. Go ahead, Mark. Keep talking, but I'm going to say, I'm, if I'm, if I'm, I mean, good lord, Mel, Mel Kiper Junior. I'm Mel Kiper Junior. He was that guy had no grit. Everybody, that that no that's the worst pick of the draft. I'm glad that you picked second with that. Go ahead, though. He would slam the ball down. On whoever he came up against, he was, he was an athletic freak, but slam. he was not a greedy guy. He was—he was not a Greek god, but good God, was Cam Thurman a Greek god? No, 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 no. Greedy. Jack Canate was a Greek god, but he had no grit. Greedy Cam god. Thurman had all grit. Sags <laughs> had some grit. Sags. Uh, he quit on his team. Next, next pick. You're done. Number three. Go, CJ. Uh, number three. I. I'm going to go with a guard with mine. To me, and it just personified, you know, little dude who had to fight for everything, and that was J.D. Collins. Oh, that's a good pick. You know, I mean, totally undersized. Played the back of that 1-3-1 tougher than probably anybody to recent memory. I mean, fought, scrapped. I mean, that that guy gave you everything you wanted in a a guard play. Um, Just... Never the biggest guy on the floor, probably always the smallest, and just fought for every little thing he got. That's that's good, CJ. I got to say, value pick there at number three. I okay, like it. now I'm getting shit on, <laughs> <laughs> and deservedly so for picking Sag second, Mark. You're like yeah, Zach like, Wilson. The only way that could have been like picking Zach Wilson with the Jets. Yeah, he probably will next pick. Just give it time, <laughs> okay? So we get <laughs> we get two rounds, don't we? Oh yeah. Well, I'm going now. Number four pick should have been number one, although I will give Mike a lot of credit for Cam Thurman. Mark, the guy lived at your apartment for two months. He was, he's the coach of the Boston Celtics, Joe Missoula. Yeah, yeah. He's the best, grittiest guy I've ever seen. Oh, boy. I couldn't lift his arm for, for a whole season. He I shut ta- down I John Wall. How to, I taught him how to shoot right-handed. Couldn't shoot then for crying out loud. But you, I tell you, this, you I, I, would, I would love to see the video when Joe did his uh, master's thesis. He did it, <laughs> and he well, did hey. it. Matt, basketball. Uh, I mean, mechanics. Deshaun <laughs> Butler was one of the guys, and I was the other guy. Deshaun was doing it the right way, and Joe had me doing it the wrong way. I look so heart, fucking sure. dorky. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Well, I'm glad we could bring that up <laughs> to the value pick here. Because Good. Joe Mazzola at number four for me. 
I'm going to say it. That's the pick of the draft. Sorry, Mike. I love your Thurman pick. Jeremy Zorro. I mean, you know, he's the grittiest Mountaineer of all time. Just because of the injury, you know, is he the most gritty Celtics coach of all time? Is he grittier than Auerbach? I don't know about that. Red Auerbach smoked Stokes in the sideline. That was pretty cool. Uh, Is it gritty? He's gritty. Joe Mazzulla is a gritty guy. Okay. I've gotten high with Joe Mazzulla a couple times. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> that thought Nothing about the Stogies. There's a difference between Stogies. The Celtics hire interim, second interim head coach. Joe, Joe Mazzulla accused of drug usage in college on the Porch Sessions podcast. Oh, man, that's... Be, so, we hate to do that to Joe. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, so, um, well, Mark, you can take that back from not getting high with him. Say something else real quick so I can cut that. <laughs> so he did meth with him. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, um, yeah. And hopefully he gets to smoke some stogies. Like your boy Red Auerbach after a championship. Now, I'm coming back around for my next pick. Snake draft? And I think, yeah, snake draft. Unless, Mike, you feel like you really want to take the floor here, I, I could probably no, let I'm you do that. I'll probably come back around I'm and still get you. Mike was first. No, no, you were, the, you were the worst pick, that's for sure, in the first Oh, round. come on. You're, oh, you're, absolutely. You're, Thanks, you're, Kenate? Are you kidding me? Awful, awful pick, Mark. Awful pick. You know what, Mark? Since you had such a bad pick in the first round, we'll let you have the first pick of the second round. Redeem yourself real quick. Okay. You got anybody? Drew (laughs) Shafino. There you go. (laughs) Now, kick my ass on that one. Take my ass on that one, Drew. The way you the way you define grit is interesting, sir. That's what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'll go ahead and go. I'll go ahead and go. Hey, I think you got to throw Gabe on the mix. The miss. You got to throw Gabe on the list, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, gritty, gritty Mountaineer. Willed that team last year in some games when they were. Well depleted. I still One think of the best defenders ever. I love Gabe Osaboyan. I got true grit. I love Gabe, but I still think, I mean, the standard he set last year has kind of hurt the team this season. So we're about though. We're we're a blue collar program, and Gabe, he embodied that. Um, CJ, who you got next, buddy? <laughs> yeah, we've. Kind of trying to go back, and I'm going to go back to one here. Um, and to me, because I, I watched this guy play through it, and I might be one of the few that actually remember remember him playing. Um, but Marcus Gorey, um, Ooh, I love that DJ. You know, oh. um, was a kid who came in, played a little bit as a freshman, really kind of showed you something, and then. He had a three-year run there that just, I mean, you didn't go in the middle on, on those Mountaineer teams because he was there. And block shots, ultra shots, rebound, like, he, you just – he fought for every loose ball. Like, that that guy, I, I, I think, and kind of 
the history of of Mountaineer basketball and, and some of the bigs we've had come through. He's forgotten. He's he unfortunately that, forgotten. Yeah. It should not be because he was he was a big part of of the those late nineties teams. That that was a good one. That was very and good. and a Cali guy at that too. First, yeah, first and a non, guy, yeah. non hug yeah. guy on the list. So that's that's a good one. So Mark, I'll give you another chance. And if you pick Josephina, I'm going to slap you so hard across the face next time I see you, I swear. <laughs> so, who you got, buddy? Well, Blaine. You better do better than Sags, too. I'm telling you that much right now. You know um, what my specialty is. It's motorsports, right? <laughs> you know that. Who are you going to tell Blaine? How did you guess that? Hey, man. <laughs> Dale Blaney. I mean, Dale Blaney, hard nose, really good forward for the Mountaineers during his time. I mean, he is a Hall of Famer at West Virginia, and he's a Hall of Famer in the Sprint Card National Championship. So, what can you say? You know, he was drafted by the Lakers and decided to quit a couple months in. Yeah, because he yeah. he could make more money racing driving cars. cars, driving some driving, going real fast around the track here. And his brother wow. and his uh, nephew Brian Blaney do, is doing a hell of a job in NASCAR right now. Yeah. So, Mark, I'm going to go ahead and say you redeemed yourself a little bit there. All right, we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll give you a little bit better. Great, you needed to after uh, that first round pick here, buddy. <laughs> do you want me um, give you, Do you want me to give you another? One. Well, well, you'll get one here in a minute after Mike makes his two picks. We'll we'll come back around to you. You you've already screwed the pooch with Zach Canate. You lie in that bed like the Jets lie with Zach Wilson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so who you got, Mike? My second pick is Javon Carter. Oh, buddy, great pick. Yeah. And and grit it in in his one on one mentality. But you also just have to think about what got him to West Virginia. Bob Huggins talks about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And him at an open gym, 7 a.m., picking up full court. And that's what he did his entire career, guarding the entire length of the floor and then playing the point guard position. That's as gritty as gritty gets. Uh, Javon Carter, a maximum effort guy who just got a little bit better and better every single year. And it's paying off for him now in the NBA I think he's as gritty as they come. That's, yeah, that's beautiful. One. I yeah, thought about taking perfect. it myself, Mike. That, that's you, a great pick. I can't. I can't top that one. Well, I didn't expect you to, but what do you got next? Oh, kiss my ass! <laughs> what do you got next, there, Mark? I will go uh, next. Dior Fisher. Okay, I like. That. I mean, Dior was Best pick you made. Man. I got to tell you that. I mean. During the early days of the B-Line era, was the highlight. I mean, he was the uh, guy down in the that was blocking the shots, getting the rebounds, and he turned that into a pretty successful pro career. So I think Dior is very underrated whenever you think about West Virginia players. So I'm going to Dior. That's a really good pick, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, it's been natural for me to say good pick by Mike to this point, Mark. Um, <laughs> 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 Draw a crowd there for you, right? Um, 
No. Well, my, my cat just hit me on the ball, so. Strickland's there for you. Um, yes. So, hey. Here. The, the, I, I'm uh, Strickland, gonna, everybody. Strickland. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with my pick here in the third round. And and we should have given Mike a rotisserie pick there. Being the commission, I screwed that up. Sorry, right. I'll, 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 I'll get it later. Go ahead. Okay, okay. All right. So, hey, after hearing you say that, CJ, I was about to jump you too. You got one? I, I do. Um, and little little shock he's on the board. I feel like I'm going to take somebody's here. You're about um, to. I'm feeling it. Can, can, I, can I just say who I think it is? Go ahead. Gansey. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, 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 it was between Gansey and another guy, um, and I'll see if his name comes up. But... I'll trade you the rights for Gansey for my pick, one pick after yours, if you'll pick your guy now. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Because um, it was kind of a close one, because Gansey was there with another guy, and the other guy was Juwan Staten. Uh, um, yep. nice. You know, he, he really kind of was the the, the, the the forefront that started that, that press Virginia. I mean – my when I hear his name, the one thing I remember is his like the first memory that comes to mind is his interview with Holly Rowe after they beat Kansas, and it's everything in him to stand up to do that interview. Like he is bent over, he's got nothing left in the tank. Like, and that was him every night. Like the guy literally did not ever want to come off the floor. He'd pick up, you know, the number one guard. He just embodied everything about this program. The blue collar, the fight, the work ethic, all of it. That's a beautiful one, CJ. Well, you put it. I, I mean, Gansey, gritty Gansey, the T-shirt. I mean, <laughs> under the jersey, just flying around. Somehow gets a rebound. The he, he's the smallest guy under the rim against Villanova in the Big East tournament. Somehow comes up with a rebound <laughs> to win it. I mean, it was just yeah. he always made it happen. Loved Mike Gansey. I'm gonna throw another one out there. I don't know. I probably shouldn't do this, Mike, because I might take your pick. But what about Gary Brown, fellas? Love Gary Brown. Oh, oh, see, and I hate myself because well, I... I got an autographed picture of him hanging in my office. <laughs> I haven't thought about Gary Brown in a long time. He yeah. was he solidified and was yeah. bodied grit for those early Press Virginia teams with Staten and Dax Miles as well, who we have. Yeah, mentioned. he um, he was kind of the originator, really. Of Press Virginia, I mean, the way he played basketball, right, and defensively, that's the way Hugs kind of developed Press Virginia around. So, those guards, yeah, yeah. And, hey, so final final pick here, Mike. You should have gotten the ninth pick, but you moved back into like the fourteenth pick at this point in time. I don't know what compensation you're getting for that, but we'll we'll figure it out, okay? Who, who well, we got, probably man? well after that little bit of a name drop run, we probably screwed him. <laughs> You know, it's okay. There's still some good candidates left on the board. And I already to, know my, 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 my next one. My grittiest Mountaineer basketball player list. I'm going to take Bob Huggins. Oh, the grittiest Mountaineer still. He was so gritty. He said, you know what? I'm going to come back. I'm going to make a Final Four. Little known fact, he was a transfer portal guy. Came over from Ohio. Um, but a gritty, hard-nosed defender at the time. I remember he, he did an interview once, and, and it was a highlight of him getting a tee in a game that he played, and, and his defense was it was a bad call. The, the, guy, the guy hasn't changed at all. He's a national gem. 
and we're proud to call him our own. And he'll round out my squad. It's Cam Thurlman, Javon Carter, and Bob Huggins. Pretty good, buddy. Pretty that, strong. That's, yeah. That's a good one. Pretty strong. So, Mark, you get Sagaball Canate. Whew. Um, <laughs> what a pick that was. <laughs> well. And then, and, and then and, and you redeemed yourself toward the back. We'll give you that, okay? Okay. We'll give well, you that. I'm going to go at the very end. Oh, you get an uh, extra pick? Okay. Go, go for it. Well, he's got to redeem himself. All right, we'll give him another one for Saturday. Well, every everybody got three picks. I thought everybody got three picks. You, you got, got three. You got three picks. Got another one. Who, who, what was your other one? <laughs> Ruoff. All right, Alex Ruoff. Great right. three point shooter. Very hustle on defense. I think Ruoff is the perfect um, example of the kind of player that Bob Huggins needs system. I mean, Ruoff is able to be strong on defense, and he's able to hit the outside shots when he needs it, so Alex Ruoff. Okay, so so Mark has now added free agent pickups, like the after Mr. Irrelevant picks with, with Alex Ruoff. Good pickup. Way better than Sags. Dior Fisher and Dale Blaney were his picks. CJ, you had some pretty strong ones as well, my friend. I thought so. I mean, feel so free to uh, pick up one too. Yeah, give us another one, CJ. Give us, give us your free agent off the waiver wire here. We'll even let Mike come around <laughs> back with one. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'll take my three. I agree. I think I would take your three as well. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, um, and I'm going to give you a, a, another uh, Gail Catlett guy, um, just because I feel like he had a lot of guys that kind of fit that mold and just, unfortunately we kind of forget about him. Um, but Chris Leonard. Oh, that's oh, a good one. Good one. Very good. Hey, I'm thinking John Oliver. Now that you just brought up Catlin air. You remember that oh, guy? Oh yeah. Man. Talk about a, 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 just a, almost more of a goon. If you want to say it that way. But he was he our was goon. A, he was I guess, enforcer. Yeah. I guess we shouldn't mention Don Jonathan. No, that's 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 uh he was a he was a legit goon, um, yeah. um, but yeah. So CJ, you so you came with pretty strong there. I mean, if you think about it, I, I liked your picks, JD Collins. You had Marcus Gorey. Who was your other one? Do you even remember? Uh, Juwan State, and then Chris Leonard <laughs> on the free agent. Juwan State. There you go. Um, so came with Joe Missoula. Gabo Saboyan and Mike Gansey. If I was going to pick up a guy off the waiver wire, probably Gary Brown, like I said, you know. And then, obviously, Mike, you got one more. You got a waiver wire guy for us? Uh, uh, Tariq Phillip. Oh, love it. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Love wow. It. Better than Mark's pick at number two, easily. Probably should have been the number two pick. Uh, my, little, my, little, my little cousin <laughs> used to say his favorite player was Tariq. Because he couldn't say it, Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a when, little when, surprised. I still remember when he did that game against was it Texas Tech, and he kind of pulled a you want to say a Stevenson really, and kind of like just screamed at the crowd after he won it for him. That was awesome. He was one of those guys that was a defensive pest. Oh if man, you were handling the ball, you really weren't comfortable in. No, the, and he was in that second generation of 
press Virginia in a microwave offensively for us at times. Yeah. Who were you surprised we didn't take, though? I, I was kind of surprised. And his name got mentioned, but nobody really took him, and that was Dax. Well, I was thinking Dax, too. I was about to pick Dax. Dax was, the be- Dax was so. a better player than Tariq Phillip on grit, though. I, I would lean towards Phillip. I agree. I yeah, no, that. I mean, I would lean towards him, but I mean, you know, uh, Miles was not a was was not afraid to put his nose in there at at, at any stretch of the no, amount. No, 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 he wasn't, and a lot better than the number two pick of Sagaball Canate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, kiss my ass. Sags <laughs> was a problem. Hey, I'll I'll just repick right now. With okay. hey, wouldn't else. every doesn't every GM in the draft want to repick after they make the worst pick in the draft? Mark, I mean, I'll you can re- redeem yourself next week. Okay, redeem I'll redeem myself. Week. I'll pick repick after everybody else has picked already. So I'll repick somebody else <laughs> that nobody's picked. Okay, <laughs> who's your other guy? Then you got one more for it. Okay, I'm replacing Sags with. Lester Rowe from Buffalo. Okay. Lester Rowe going in there for Sagaball Canate. Well, guys, I hope you all enjoyed the uh, the first fantasy, <laughs> first draft for Mountaineer Hoops. We'll, we'll keep coming with good topics. Maybe. Uh...